CBS presents this program in color. It's the Aaron Paul Johnson Radio Trailer Program Thanksgiving Extravaganza with special guests Paul Lynn, George Goble, Jonathan Winters, the Raycon of Singers, Judy Garland, Sherman Capote, Tally Savalis, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Marshall, Gary Coleman, Groucho Marx, Foster Brooks, Jerry Colonna, Phyllis Diller, Maury Amsterdam, and a musical blowout by the Andrews Sisters, Rosemary Clooney, and Bonnie Franklin. A Mayberry Thanksgiving with Andy Griffith, Don Knotts, and George Gruber-Lindsay. A special Thanksgiving message from the future with James Scooby Doohan and Jonathan Dr. Smith-Harris. And a touching Thanksgiving story read live by Paul Harvey. It's an hour-long cornucopia fun, laughs, and merriment. Now here's your host, Eric Paul Johnson. Okay, uh, it turns out that every single one of my guests are dead. And they didn't die in some sort of accident, like I, I flew them all over here in one plane and it plowed into the ground. No, they died over time. One of them's been dead for almost 45 years. So, um, as for some sort of big Thanksgiving star-studded uh, radio troll uh, Thanksgiving extravaganza, that's not gonna happen now so I guess we just do a standard issue radio troller program it's Sunday November 23rd 2014 and this is the Eric Paul Johnson radio troller program Thanksgiving extravaganza blowout Unlike Walmart, Best Buy, Kohl's, Sears, Macy's, Target, Kmart, Bonton, Belk, Stage, JCPenney, Steinmart, Sports Authority, Staples, Walgreens, Michaels, Dollar General, Rite Aid, Beals, Shopco, Gander, Mountain, MC Sports, Radio Shack, CVS, Big Lots, Toys R Us, Dick's. Old Navy, Anna's Linens, H.H. Gregg, Family Dollar, New York and Company, Modals, and Rural King. Thanksgiving actually means something here at the Radio Trolla program. You get together with family, friends, have free food, and not a day for a small group of tight-fisted, money-grubbing scum bastard CEOs to pee on their employees by forcing them to work on a national holiday. Sweet Jesus, let them have one day for themselves, you evil-to-the-core, slave-driving, greedy little cash-scrounging dirtbags. You are a douchebag. That's right. A douchebag. You are always going to be a total douchebag. Like your thanks I have to agree with George there. Like your Thanksgiving turkey's ass, 
we got a show packed full of Thanksgiving fun. So there's no time for a lot of chitter-chatter and yimmer-yammer. Let's start the show off with a prayer. William S. Burroughs, will you please lead us in prayer? For John Dillinger, and hope he is still alive. Thanksgiving Day, November 28, 1986. Thanks for the wild turkey and the passenger pigeons, destined to be shit out through some American guts. Thanks for a continent to despoil and poison. Thanks for Indians to provide a modicum of challenge and danger. Thanks for vast herds of bison to kill and skin, leaving the carcasses to rot. Thanks for bounties on wolves and coyotes. Thanks for the American dream to vulgarize and falsify until the bare lies shine through. Thanks for the KKK, for nigger killing lawmen feeding their notches for decent church-going women with their mean, pinched, bitter, evil faces. Thanks for Kill a Queer for Christ stickers. Thanks for laboratory aids. Thanks for prohibition and the war against drugs. Thanks for a country where nobody's allowed to mind his own business. Thanks for a nation of thinks. Yes, thanks for all the memories. All right, let's see your arms. You always were a headache and you always were a bore. Thanks for the last and greatest betrayal of the last and greatest of human dreams. Just another example of knowing what to say and when to say it. What time is it? It's time for the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program. So I put out a call on Facebook to tell me what your worst Thanksgiving was. I have gotten a few replies. Wes, human nunchuck heart, has a bad Thanksgiving story to make us all laugh. And, since it's Wes, of course it involves alcohol. Never saw that coming. It's time to remember the magic. I invented a tradition for Thanksgiving 2004. We watched zombie movies at my brother's place. It was a great tradition, but it only lasted a few years. Anyway, I got divorced in 2005. I would wake up in weird places afterwards. Sometime right before Thanksgiving once, I woke up and there was a homeless guy on my couch. I had no memory at first, but it all came pouring back to me. There was a bottle of Jägermeister in the kitchen, mostly gone. I woke him up and said, Dude, it's Thanksgiving. 
I gotta deal with my family soon. Leave. He took the rest of the bottle of Jägermeister, and I gave him a coat that had a hole in it, and dealt with my family. Your song touched me in a way I've never felt before. Wes's beautiful Thanksgiving memory is just the start. I have a few more, even more touching, in a way, Thanksgiving memories coming up later in the show. You, you gotta stick around to hear it. I know what's coming, and oh, these are gonna be so good. Johnson Radio Trolla Program, the world's best hangover cure. One of the Thanksgiving traditions here at the Radio Trolla Program is to take part in this Facebook thing that goes around. Every single day of November until Thanksgiving, people post one thing they're thankful for. A cheerful change from the humdrum morning fair. And every year, on the Radio Trolla program, I put them together and I read them on the show. So, here are the things that I am thankful for. Things I'm Thankful For by Eric Paul Johnson, age 44. This year, I am thankful that I did not go along with that stupid Facebook meme about what you're thankful for. And that's all I have. Alright, moving on to the next thing. Howdy folks, this is Colonel Sanders. You know that during this holiday season, a lot of folks will be dropping in. And when you have to fix up a quick meal or a fast snack, just remember our Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's perfect for a main course or a snack, and it's just what those guests of yours would like. And I've taken all the work out of fixing the hurry-up meal. Don't fix anything. Just get some of our Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's ready in minutes, and it's always finger-licking good. This is Colonel Sanders reminding you that we'll be closed on Thanksgiving. 
It's finger licking good. So when you're in the mood for some fabulous food, just say Kentucky Fried Chicken for me. Whether you celebrate Thanksgiving next Thursday or the week after, there's one thing that's the same everywhere. Yes, that turkey's going to taste mighty good with all its trimmings and fixings. And we all want to remember that we Americans still have plenty to be thankful for. And another thing that's certain, if you make your Thanksgiving cakes and pastries and cookies with parquet margarine, you're going to get plenty of compliments on their downright good taste. You see, the delicious flavor that makes parquet margarine so popular for table use makes it wonderful for baking, too. Yes, as sure as parquet is a delicious spread, it's a genuine flavor shortening, too, not a bland, tasteless fat. Parquet adds flavor to pan-fried foods, too, and it doesn't spatter or stick to the pan. So serve parquet margarine at the table. Use it for baking and pan-frying, too. Remember, you can use all you want because parquet margarine is economical and good for your family. Yes, parquet margarine is a wholesome, nourishing energy food and a reliable source of vitamin A. So right now, add parquet margarine to your shopping list. Remember, it's parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Insert time of day here, fellow radio trollers. Six o'clock, baby! Six o'clock! This is your friendly neighborhood Arizona boy yanking it in the mother country. In Radio Trollers' new state-of-the-art Birmingham, UK studios, no less. With an omnipresent, effervescent episode of... Adventures in Lila! As you all know, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. See? The Brits haven't forcibly wiped my memory of such an important American holiday. Thank you, Brits, for being so kind. Only what to do about Thanksgiving dinners? Hmm. The hump has to eat. Lucky for me, Mrs. Expat loves me with every fiber of her being. I don't know what I did to deserve such love and loyalty, but I'm glad I did it. She's a crackpot. She pulls out all the stops. She makes me Thanksgiving turkey, stuffing, butternut squash and all the fixins and she even does pumpkin pie from scratch you can do magic fret not if you and your smitten other half aren't gastronomically adept you'll find plenty of recipes online just remember that your oven settings are measured in gas marks and not in degrees fahrenheit and you won't need to call out the fireman as you may have guessed limeyland has no thanksgiving equivalent so you'll find a few differences the main difference is that the turkeys here aren't stuffed with growth hormones and depressants, so you won't find any mutant gargantuan turkeys sleepwalking through the streets. No, sir. If you find yourself living here and hosting Thanksgiving for your family or for fellow expats, you'll need at least three normal turkeys to get everyone stuffed and happy. Word to the wise, having beer and wine handy won't hurt either. Wink, wink. That can be treated with our good friend alcohol. Another key difference that you Sherlock's may have been able to deduce from my mind-blowing commentary so far is that there isn't any ready-made pumpkin pie mix here. So you have to actually buy a pumpkin, gut it, de-seed it, and squash the pumpkin guts yourself. That is, if you have the guts to do it. <laughs> Shut up! I promise you, though, with the right ingredients, you'll like it better. 
The most important thing to remember is that since Thanksgiving isn't a public holiday here, you don't get the day off. Ah, crap! Book your vacation day well in advance. Otherwise, you have to rush everything at the last minute when you get home from work, or you have to wait till the weekend. Waiting till the weekend's no good, though. We're Americans. We gotta have it now! Ah! No parades. No Alice's Restaurant on the radio. No football games. Well, not our kind of football, anyway. Again, you have to do all three yourself if you want them. But I've never seen any Americans so ambitious as to do a Thanksgiving Day Parade here in Limeyland. They don't even have Macy's here! What? So remember, folks, Thanksgiving is a total do-it-yourself job if you live in Britain. Woohoo! No, not that kind of do-it-yourself, Eric. Pull your pants back up. Quit playing with your dinghy! Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, fellow radio trollers, from your friendly neighborhood Arizona boy. Be sure to have plenty of fattening, sleep-inducing turkey. You'll need to rest up before my next exciting episode of... Adventures in Life! You may have heard rather a lot about our notion Crossing the ocean on the good ship Mayflower Though it's true our journey turned into quite a commotion People report that we sported these hats But that's not true, I mean, would you? Anyway, the main thing to say We began the USA, a little band Of religion fans from the East Midlands We all believe slowly that England was becoming less holy So set off for Holland Cause there we had friends But in the end Seemed the Netherlands Would never be the land We planned Couldn't stand to remain On that terrain So again we rearranged To start a new nation With our congregation A new and calmer life Took a farmer and a builder And his wife And a clerica To find America Oh it's a new The year 1620 and we saw plenty of land We thanked God when we found ground A Cape Cod but it didn't go as planned Couldn't land on the sand A month later though, we made it New Plymouth man, we claimed it The natives said not, but ran when we shot Moved there, it proved yeah That life would be tough Cause we didn't have enough of the right stuff did you know, had no seeds we could grow Although William Mullins had stacked 126 pairs of shoes in his pack Now that's whack A fishing rod, a plow, a pig or a cow Would have been a much better idea But now there's no food for us to eat Does this mean that we'll meet with defeat? No fun in the When the winter winds blew, even fewer lived through It wasn't pretty in our new city But the natives took pity, even though they didn't have to Man called Squanto showed us how to grow maize Catch eel for a meal, build shelter in the bays Tribe gave us a feast, our starvation ceased In 1621, what they had done Turned us back from the dead to the living And to this day, that's why we have Thanksgiving in Massachusetts 
Plymouth. I got an idea. Let's call this New Hampshire. Way I'm from Newcastle. Can we call it New Newcastle? Nah. It's a new world. The Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program. The best thing to hit the internet since free porn. All right, so I had put out a call on uh, the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program Facebook page to tell me about your worst Thanksgiving. And I'll read them right here on the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program Thanksgiving Extravaganza. And I got this one from my friend Karen. And she wrote, let's see, worst Thanksgiving ever. The Oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 no. Okay, let's do this right. Sorry. This is what you do when you do a complicated radio show. you got to keep your mind on a hundred different things. Okay, you got to get the right music behind this. Here is Karen's Worst Thanksgiving. She writes, let's see, Worst Thanksgiving ever. The one spent without Chris two years ago. Two years ago sucked because, in a way, I missed Chris and ended up spending it with Vince, who turned out to be a semi-controlling ass. Um, and that's all Karen wrote. Well, I have, uh, what, another 55 minutes to fill. So I took her Thanksgiving memory, and uh, I, I embellished it so that uh, we could fill time and make it better. So here's Karen's worst Thanksgiving, as written by me, Eric Paul Johnson. It was Thanksgiving 2012. I had split up with my husband that year and was smitten with an old friend. He was a controlling ass, though. Kept telling me how I should dress, what music I should listen to, how hard I should spank him when he's chained to the bedpost. <laughs> Thanksgiving came. Money was tight, but we managed to cobble together enough cash for a respectable Thanksgiving dinner for two. Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, the whole small spread. And that's when it hit. There I was, carving the turkey, staring at that turkey made me think of Chris, and I missed him. Every bite of turkey was a bite of crushing heartache. After the holidays, I broke up with the ass and ran back to my true love, Chris. Chris, my true Thanksgiving turkey. This Thanksgiving will be the happiest ever because not only will I be eating turkey, but I'll also be eating Chris. And that means there's going to be good times had tonight. Yeah, all right. I, I think we've got um, enough of uh, Karen's... Uh, Memory. Let the memory. Oh, Karen's Thanksgiving memory. Beautiful. Ah, we've got more beautiful Thanksgiving memories coming up here on the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program Thanksgiving Extravaganza Party. But before we get to, to more of that, let's just take one more listen to Karen's Thanksgiving, okay? Oh, 
Ah, uh, nothing says Thanksgiving like You're beating the really turkey. You're really weird man, aren't you? Flavorful golden brown turkey is the crowning glory of your holiday dinner table. And real butter helps you serve a butter-baked masterpiece. Here's how to butter-bake your turkey. After stuffing the bird, pat lots of soft butter all over, especially on the drumsticks, breast, and wings. Next, cover the entire turkey with cheesecloth dipped in melted butter to protect it from shrinking in your oven. Then bake it slowly, without a lid. Never higher than 300 to 325 degrees. Every half hour, baste with butter. When it's golden brown, you'll serve your family and guests the juiciest, tenderest turkey ever because you use butter. This year, bake your holiday turkey the American Dairy Association way with real butter. Wouldn't this be a good time for you and your guests to have Coca-Cola too? Yes, and Coca-Cola is so delicious, so refreshing, so tempting to any guest when you bring out those familiar bottles with tiny beads of moisture running down their frosty sides, assuring you that the Coke inside is really ice cold. And the good, the gracious, the friendly homes of America are always prepared for hospitality, not only on Thanksgiving Day, but every day, all the year around, no matter who comes to call or who happens to drop in. And one of the easiest, simplest, and surest ways in the world to be prepared for hospitality is to have plenty of Coca-Cola in your refrigerator, ice cold and ready to serve all the time. It's a wonderful way to say to folks, so glad you came. Welcome anytime. Hello? Just shut up and fun phone! 623-850-3375. Call now. Today. That's the number for the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Troller Program Radio Phone. So call the radio phone, 623-850-3375, whenever you want, and do whatever you want. Yeah, Dave from Atlanta. And I want to talk to you about my worst damn Thanksgiving ever. Worst damn Thanksgiving ever. Bloody cold, which we don't get in Georgia. Rainy X-Files Marathon. That was the worst Thanksgiving ever. Well, you know, maybe the worst Thanksgiving ever was the one where I uh, drove up into the mountains to hang with uh, this friend of mine and her crazy uh, drunken redneck family. Uh, yeah, we, we don't talk about that, though. Uh, okay, dude. Later. Have a good show. And now we have another telephone caller. Will you please pick up on line two? Hello, fellow radio trollos. This is your Midwestern mistress, Tella, and I'm going to start off with Eric's Facebook question. He asked, what was your worst Thanksgiving? Well, I think Grant hit the nail on the head with this one. There is no bad Thanksgiving. But then mine are usually spent in Indiana with 98% of my family. Food that could feed an army and, well, good company. This year, however... I'll be staying home and doing an early Thanksgiving with my parents due to all of our work schedules. So either way, it's a good time. 
Also, Eric's question for this week is, where did you put the handcuffs? Let's get it on! Hey, what's up? This is Wes. And for all you single ladies out there, if you're not listening to Eric Paul Johnson, you're missing out on this. Yeah. I thought Eric gave you the creeps. And now, it's time for Sustenance and the Single Guy, the cooking show for single men. Here's your host, perpetual single guy, Eric Paul Johnson. Dude, welcome to my pad, man. It's Thanksgiving, the biggest pig-out day of the year, a day that involves a lot of cooking and meal preparation. But you're a single guy. If you wanted cooking done, you'd have a woman over. Am I right, guys? Am I right? But you still can't let the day go by without a meal. And spending the day with your parents and siblings reminds you of why you moved out of that house. So let me clue you dudes in with the Thanksgiving meal specialized just for single guys living alone and loving it. First, the appetizers. Start with a box of saltines. Any brand will do. Although if you want to really go fancy, get yourself a box of Ritz. Then squirt some cheese whiz on it. Nothing says class like cheese product with a Z forced out of a can by aerosol propellants. Next, the salad. (laughs) I'm only kidding here. The only single guys who eat salads are the gay ones. Moving on to the main turkey dinner course. Let's work our way to the centerpiece of the meal and start with the mashed potatoes. Open a can of Pringles and there's your potatoes. Cranberry sauce. Fortunately, this traditional part of the Thanksgiving meal is designed for the single guy. It comes ready-made in a can. And you gotta have biscuits. If you want to put a teeny bit of effort, you can cook these in the oven. If you're a true single guy, to hell with the oven and just eat the biscuit dough right out of the tube. Alright, on to the stuffing. I'm afraid this may involve some cooking. Go to the store, buy a package of stuffing, put it in a pan, with some water, stir until soft, I'm sorry. If you want to avoid the cooking, take the biscuit dough root and just eat the the stuffing cubes right out of the bag. Either way, it's good. Finally, the jewel of the meal, the turkey. Open up a package of buttered turkey slices, and there you go. Once all that food is settled, it's time for dessert. And thank God Hostess is back in business because they make a very tasty deep fried and frosted pie loaded with so much sugar it'll send you into a diabetic coma even if you're not diabetical. Good thing you don't have a woman around to spoil your eating fun with nagging. Right guys? Guys? There you go single guys. A Thanksgiving meal fit for someone who just doesn't give a rat's ass about getting stuck in a long term romantic relationship. Happy Thanksgiving, dudes! This has been Sustenance and the Single Guy with Eric Paul Johnson. Hello, Eric! Hello! Good morning to you. Well, it's nighttime. And a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to and you. And I'm calling from the low nose. Oh, cool. To tell you that Michael and Cindy wish you a happy Thanksgiving, too. Oh, that's nice of them. So a happy Thanksgiving to you, Eric. Oh, thank you. And I still love you. I still love you. I will always love you. That was my grandmother on November 24th, 1994. Holy cannoli. Tomorrow it'll be 20 years since she left that message on my machine. Uh, yeah, that, that was my grandma. She was uh, a wonderful grandmother, and uh, 
I, I miss the, the bejesus out of her. She died in 2001. That can happen when you get into your, your high 80s. Anyways, uh, yeah, she left that message on my machine, and, and I was smart enough to save it. I thought it was cute that she referenced my comic strip, or characters from my comic strip. It's time for another bad Thanksgiving memory. And this one comes from Audra B. Pedantic. She wrote to, uh, sent me a private message on Facebook, which you can do if you check out the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla Program Facebook page. Just join and you'll get links to the podcast. There's all kinds of good tidbits and goodies there too, so... Do a Facebook search for Radio Trolla. It's a good bet this show is the only thing that's going to come up. So here's Audra's Worst Thanksgiving. Regarding the Worst Thanksgiving, one year, my dad accidentally ran over our dog. Everyone was very quiet at dinner. And again, that's all that uh, Audra wrote. So I have to embellish the story. This is what happens when you only give me two sentences to work with. Here is the worst Thanksgiving Audra ever had, as penned by me, Eric Paul Johnson, because I got like 28 minutes to fill. I was eight years old, and it was a beautiful Thanksgiving day in Phoenix. 70 degrees, sunny, and my pet dog, Ferrente, was as playful as always. I spent the day tossing the ball with him, rolling around, and, we were, and when we were worn out, we cuddled together on the couch. As these things always happen, something was forgotten for the Thanksgiving dinner. My mom sent my dad to the store. It is unthinkable for my family to have Thanksgiving without the pig's feet and head cheese. So into the car and off to the only open store he could find. We were very fortunate that they had not run out of pig's feet and head cheese. Well, we were set for dinner. Table was laid out, food put out, plates set up. I was giddy with anticipation for this big dinner. I was dancing, bouncing all around, singing, Oh, I can't wait to get some head cheese. I was my normal, overflowing fireball of energy. I heard the car pull up. <gasps> Squee! We can eat! Then I heard a dog's yelp, and my dad holler from outside, Son of a bitch! He came in the house with the news. He accidentally ran over the dog. It was the quietest Thanksgiving dinner we ever had. The next day, my dad tried to make things better by bringing me a pet slug. I loved that slug, but it wasn't quite the same as my flattened dog, Ferrente. Ever since then, the taste of pig's feet and head cheese leaves a bad taste 
of squished memories in my mouth. Oh, let Audra's memory live again. Live again. Such beautiful Thanksgiving memories on the Radio Sola Thanksgiving extravaganza. Oops. Shut up! Shut up! Sorry, I got carried away. November 1621. By now, the white man has arrived in great numbers. Not only at Miami, but at Jamestown, at Plymouth, and at Salem, Massachusetts. The Puritans have established a thriving colony, enjoying all the social and cultural refinements of a modern society. Hiya, Harv. Who are you taking to the witch burning Saturday night? Uh, Prudence Adams. Who are you taking to the Rotary Club luncheon? I haven't got a date yet, but I hear it's going to be quite a spread. Well, Mayor Pennypacker, how's it look for re-election? Great, great, great. Never look better. Yeah, what about the Indian vote? What do you mean by that? Well, you're not too popular with the Indians. They could lose you the election. That's possible? Well, they outnumber us. Well, that's the trouble. You give them an inch and they take over. But, Mayor, they were here before we were. We moved in on them. So we did. Well, there's just something about them. They wear funny shoes. They don't even have buckles on them. Be that as it may, election is Friday. You better make some gesture this week. Like what? Well, how about if you make a concession and pick an Indian as a running mate? You'd be sure to carry the Indian block. What? Anything happened to me? You'd have a mayor that wasn't a Puritan. He'd probably take orders directly from Chief Powhatan. Yeah. Say, I got it. The big luncheon tomorrow. The one under the trees. What about it? We'll ask an Indian. That'll impress the rest of them. We could even announce you're going to put one in your cabinet. No need to go that far. Just have one to lunch. It'll be great press. Mayor Pennypacker comes out for equality. Justice. Votes. What a slogan. Take an Indian to lunch this week. Show him we're a regular bunch this week. Show him we're as liberal as can be. Let him know he's almost as good as we. Make a feathered friend feel fed this week. Overlook the fact he's red this week. Let him share our Quaker oats. Cause he's useful when he votes. Take an Indian to lunch. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we tolerate? Indians, Indians, rah, rah, rah. Take an Indian to lunch this week. Let him sit right down and munch this week. Let's give in and all do the brotherhood bit. Just make sure we don't make a habit of it. Take an Indian to dine this week. Show him we don't draw the line this week. We know everyone can't be as American as we. After all, we came over on the Mayflower. Take an Indian, not a wooden Indian, but a real life Indian. 
Hey guys, I just got done using Rob's hypochronometric transceiver to watch a movie from the future called Pulp Fiction. And I gotta tell you something, it is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Hey man, aren't we supposed to be doing an apology non-sweeper for the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Trolla program? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing! Alright, a couple more bad Thanksgivings that came in. First up, Monica Kadich. It's time to The day started with hitchhiking back to the city from Indiana, still drunk. Always makes for a good day. I had Thanksgiving with a bunch of vegans, who were nice enough to cook a turkey for me. The turkey was completely raw, and not wanting to be rude, I ate it anyways. It was a bad idea. Up next, Angel Wing. I got one for you. In fact, no, I have two. Let me start off with, and this is Annie up in Las Vegas. When I was a kid, we went to Fort Davis, Texas, and went camping over Thanksgiving weekend. I think I was maybe 13 years old, and it was maybe a year before I actually met you. And my parents decided that we were going to have Thanksgiving dinner on the side of a mountain. So we hiked down the mountain, found a shelter and a picnic table. My folks set everything up. We sat down for dinner, and I realized we were having beans and weenie. Yes. Oscar Mayer hot dogs and baked beans for Thanksgiving dinner. I still haven't forgotten it. It's years and years later. And uh, that's got to go down in the history books for me as one of my more memorable Thanksgivings. However, my worst Thanksgiving, when my daughter was born... She was maybe five to six weeks old at her first Thanksgiving, and we had a real rough start of it. She and I had fallen asleep at about 4 a.m. with her actually sleeping on top of me instead of in the bed to the side of me or in her own bed. And I woke up at about 4.30 after having had this rough night with her with to the sound of a thud and a baby crying. Yes, my baby fell on the floor, landed on the alarm clock cord, and had two vertical bruises that formed on her forehead for her first Thanksgiving. I wouldn't let anyone post any pictures anywhere that I hadn't edited first after that of her first Thanksgiving to Photoshop out the bruises. So there you go. My poor baby, first Thanksgiving, fell on her head. And to hide the evidence, I Photoshopped it out. Yep, memorable Thanksgiving. Not exactly what I expected for first Thanksgiving with a baby. Enjoy and have a wonderful one of your own. And finally, here's Melissa Brown's worst Thanksgiving. 
Several years ago, my brother's girlfriend had Thanksgiving dinner at their house. Mind you, their house looks like it could be on that show Hoarders. Anyway, I went into the freezer to get ice and saw all these black colored dots all over the freezer. Looks sort of like a bag of frozen broccoli got ripped open and spilled out. Only upon closer inspection, I realized that each dot was actually a dead gnat. Needless to say, that was pretty much the end of my turkey dinner. Oh my god! Oh, I ain't gonna eat none of that. Let the It's time for the Eric Paul Johnson Radio Triller Program! To answer Tulla's question, um, it's been so long since I've used the handcuffs that I don't know where they are. I haven't had sex with a woman! And I forgot that it is Grant's birthday today. We should wish him a happy birthday. Alright, don't go crazy with the birthday wishing. I have a bone to pick with you, Eric Paul Johnson. I'm angrily shaking my fist at you. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think we care. Well, it's time for a Thanksgiving Radio Trolla tradition here at the Radio Trolla program. Every Christmas Eve, at least after it was published, Gene Shepard would read an excerpt from his book, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. And, of course, everybody who's paid attention knows what that little story was that he would read every Christmas Eve. It was about when, well, he says it's not about him, it's about all boys, uh, aching for a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas. Well, at the Radio Trolla program, we sort of have sort of the same kind of tradition. On the Thanksgiving show, I read my story about what was the worst Thanksgiving I have ever had. So... It's time to It was a Thanksgiving filled with memories that I'll never forget. Sort of like how a plane crash survivor has memories he'll never forget. Instead of having Thanksgiving at my parents' house, like they've done every year, my parents went to their friends for Thanksgiving. I was invited along, but I don't know any of these people. I'm a lifelong, painfully shy, socially inept introvert. The worst thing you could do to me is put me in a building full of strangers. And to top it off, the conversations would be about motorcycles and far-right Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs extreme conservative politics. So I would be terrified, bored, and cheesed off. Another option was Thanksgiving with my sister and her son. I'm not very tight with my sister. We are such polar opposites that I have a hard time accepting that we both came from the same gene pool. Of course, there was a third option. Sit at home by myself and watch Hogan's Heroes DVDs while eating a Thanksgiving dinner of buttig sliced turkey and a hostess apple pie. I chose the least depressing and uncomfortable option. Thanksgiving with my sister and nephew at my parents' house. I don't like traditions disrupted. 
But I went, not looking forward to this. When I got there, my parents were gone, and my nephew Ethan was in the kitchen with the stove open, looking over the turkey. I figured my sister Diane was in her room with her sleazy boyfriend. Me and Ethan talked for a little bit. Then I had to ask, Is he here? Who? Ethan asked. Diane's toothless boyfriend. He's not here. He's in jail. Oh, sweet relief. One of the many things I was dreading about Thanksgiving with my sister was meeting her skeezix boyfriend, and I wasn't surprised one bit why he wasn't there. Guess why, Ethan said, placing his ample butt on the counter where the food was being made. Ah! I said nothing. The damage was done. But my head was screaming louder than a Black Eyed Peas concert. Yeah, he's sitting on the food counter. Ugh, the germs! Oh, the humanity! This guessing thing is a dangerous game to play with me. Because I will throw out an endless stream of implausible guesses until finally the person gets so sick of it that they just tell me right out what the answer is. Jaywalking? I asked. Nope, Ethan said. I kept going. Some of the guesses I threw out were insider trading, embezzlement, extortion, regicide, insurance fraud, rigging an election. Diane shuffled into the kitchen to look at the turkey. She said something about her pimping boyfriend. Ethan said, Aw, you gave it away. The official charge was trafficking a prostitute. I wasn't surprised. He pled the Eddie Murphy defense. He was just giving someone a ride. At some point, the turkey was taken out. I plugged my MacBook into the stereo to play Christmas songs while we ate. Ethan asked why we weren't listening to a band he played for me a little bit earlier. It was one of those exceedingly hard, distorted, hyper guitar and drum noise with a lead singer who sounds like he's seriously constipated and seriously upset about it. The ham was taken out of the refrigerator. Knowing how hygienically challenged Ethan and Diane are, I watched what food they handled. Diane asked Ethan to put the ham in the microwave. I'll do that, I piped in. The ham was my meal. I could imagine in my head, clear as day, Ethan testing the ham's warmth with his grubby, 14-year-old boy fingers. No! When the ham was warm, I took it to the table, sat down, and started eating. Ethan said something about the cranberry sauce missing. He took down a can, opened it, and let it slurp out of the can onto the plate. He was going to start cutting it with a knife that was sitting on the same counter where he parked his butt earlier. But I said, bring it here. I'll cut it. When my mom makes Thanksgiving, I have ham, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, rolls, cheesy potatoes, and stuffing. Considering who made this dinner, and that some of the things were missing, I had ham and cranberry sauce. This sucks more than anything that I've ever sucked before. A weak Thanksgiving meal. Even popcorn, pretzel sticks, and jelly beans would have been better than this. And I hate jelly beans! I hate it! And my nightmare was realized. Ethan took a few slices of ham with his bare fingers. God, you're a tight ass. Good thing I was done eating at this point. 
I went into the living room and read the newspaper. At some point, a horror I had not anticipated reared its ugly head in my direction. Ethan said, You want to see me moonwalk? I didn't really care, but said, Sure. He got up from the recliner, started walking backwards, and pulled his pants down to show me his naked ass. <laughs> Great. That just figures. The first live nudity I see in years that isn't me is the bare ass of a 5 foot 8 inch, 200 pound, pimply faced, 14 year, almost 15 year old boy who is yet to understand the delight to others around him of the daily shower. I let out an exasperated sigh and said with a scowl, Thanks. That's funny, that got a big laugh last week. And went back to the newspaper hoping less gruesome things like murder, war, and widespread disease would scrub Ethan's ass from my memory. I can't wait for my own death. About an hour later, it was pie time. My mom made and left an apple pie for us. This is why I didn't choose sitting at home alone. I'd participate in a teabagging rally if my mother's apple pie was there. And I'm not talking about the uber-nuts conspiracy whack perpetually angry about phony Fox News dreamed-up ghost right-wing conservatives. There's something to be said for a deviant lifestyle. Again, I insisted on cutting the pie. No way in hell anyone's going to take this away from me. Was yummy as always. Mm -hmm. Nothing was ever so good. Now that pie was done, I watched a Thanksgiving episode of Newhart then went home for the best part of Thanksgiving Day. Putting up the Christmas decorations! Despite all that, Thanksgiving with my sister was better than I expected. Thanks to my sister's scumwad boyfriend not being there, and Diane pretty much keeping to herself in her room, around in the back patio smoking. But if my parents pull this stunt again, I am going with my ex-girlfriend to Chicago and spend Thanksgiving with her family, where nobody talks about how long it's been since they last had sex, nobody farts near the food, and children are well-behaved, and nobody shows their ass to each other. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving full of indigestion and free of forced labor. Hey, before we go, let's take one more look at Karen's Thanksgiving. Sounds like things are going good at Karen's Thanksgiving. I, I kind of wish I was there for that. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Jeff Quinlan loves you. This is the Johnny and the Leisure Suits holiday special. Good morning. Jam on me, baby. Turn that guitar off. Play bad! Get one down.
on now. Hey, Willie, go over by the mic. Put those headphones on. Put the headphones on. This is Colonel Sanders wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> 